When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. A little bit closer to a big matchup at DKR. They're going to pack more people in there than they did for the Bama game. We shall see. Undefeated TCU coming in, number four in the country. Longhorns trying to keep that momentum going and find their way back to Jerry World. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday. We will keep you uh, covered on all of it. I'm Chad Hastings, joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier, getting ready for some high school playoffs, getting ready for his Longhorns against TCU, getting ready for the Longhorn basketball team tonight against HCU. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? How can you not love to be a Longhorn and a Longhorn fan right now? Got the opportunity to go to Big 12 Championship in football, basketball team on both sides women and men looking great already and yeah volleyball teams doing what they always do it's a beautiful thing back to back director's cups as well yeah i mean everything had talked about enough we had cdc on with was, harge and rod yesterday yeah you could tell how happy he is and proud he is of this athletic staff and yeah it's been it's been beautiful and by the way if you missed Chris Del Conte ripping Rod and Harge because their first trip to the Moody Center was for Chris Rock and not for a sporting event. You need to go check that out at hornfm.com. Yeah, you should have said what I wanted to say. How black are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, Harge, Rod, I love you guys. The first time y'all hit the move, which Harge said he hit the move before for an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. So how, hey, Harge, how hey. black and old are you? Hey, that was special. That was special, like, by, uh, you know, special invitation and everything. He couldn't say no to that Yeah, you can't say no. You can't yeah. say no. But I, I get it. I get it. At least they've been there. Yeah. My first time at the moon, Arkansas, Texas. So he should okay. be very proud of me. And our show on how we represent, you know, yeah. the mood and what we've seen. What, what, what's, what's yours again? Uh, what, what's yours first time? What the mood? Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> how white are you? Yeah, I was just going to say, you might want to go to the other end of the spectrum on that one. I think Chris Del Conte could appreciate that one. I yeah. think maybe he appreciate oh, yeah. that. Heck, I appreciated the, the Chris Rock one. I was interested in maybe going to that show. Uh, I'm, I am sure it was good over at Moody Center. I have not had a chance to see comedy in there yet, but I'm sure the Chris Rock show was great. A lot of good stuff at hornfm.com. Also, this update before we go any further, during Light the Tower, Snoop Daniel has been reporting on and has been very concerned about a dead deer on 360. Yo, I, that deer's been there for way too long. I can report that today when I drove up, I believe the deer's gone. <laughs> deer's gone. Finally. Somebody got, and then the weirdest part was yesterday, Zay, when I pull in, I looked back and this car stops and puts its hazards on. And I thought, 
okay, maybe they're about to deal with the carcass. But this was a nice car. It wasn't like somebody pulled up in a pickup truck, old truck, dump truck, tow truck. No, they pulled up in like a really nice looking, I don't care, couldn't tell from a distance, Beamer, Mercedes, something like that. Kind of a high end, you know, sports car. And whoever it was, I believe they were able to get it off the road. So whether it was it was that person or another crew or a bunch of buzzards, thank you for getting the deer off the road. Snoop is happier now. Yeah, I'm all for some venison sausage, but that deer should have been gone a long time ago. It's been it was there for a long time. And you know what? I've seen a lot of different types of animals around these parts. Like there's a trail back there that mm-hmm. you could walk and i've seen some coyotes and packs up in here like a really? couple of years ago yeah i've worked here long enough you see some things if you're here late enough and at that right time of the night and the temperatures at a certain point you'll see some animals out here where you're like uh yeah. ain't this Westlake? i remember the first time my wife heard coyotes near our house and asked me what the, what it was and my honesty took over before my reason took over like I, I just went honest first because yeah. i'd heard coyotes all my life spending a little time in the country and the look on her face that oh we may need to move look on her face <laughs> city girl not liking to hear so yeah occasionally i'll remind her about uh, about those animals that are out there uh so hopefully we uh, we don't have a lot of a lot of animals on the road but maybe we get them cleared off if they are there uh we also have a chance for you to win texas men's basketball tickets for tonight's game we'll send Four people. We have two pairs of tickets to the game. Stay tuned on how you can get those. Right now, though, let's go ahead and jump on in with the spec set piece. You know what we're talking about, Texas and TCU. Here we go. The spec set piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Cheer on Verde with Specs' larger selection of world-class wines, spirited spirits, and craft beers. Score more at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. All right, we get a little bit closer to Texas and TCU. Remember, if you want the full schedule of things, go to hornfm.com. Also, for you Longhorn basketball fans and just Longhorn crazy fans, we have a challenge for you this week when it comes to ESPN, College Game Day, and your signs. If you're headed out there and you're making up a sign, we want to see, we're a little bit selfish this week, we want to see our Twitter handle on a sign at game day. Yeah, that'd be dope. That's the idea. So here's what you need to do. You make up your sign. Make sure you work in at the Horn ATX. Of course, you can go to Twitter and double check that. At the Horn ATX. You send it to us on Twitter. Now look, you can't take a picture of yourself in your bathroom with the sign. You need to be on location. <laughs> yeah, we ain't right? trying to see none of that. No, no. This needs to be Saturday on location. Take a picture of yourself Obviously, tag us and use the hashtag HornGameDay, and you will be entered for future tickets to a for future tickets for tickets to a future Longhorn basketball game. And what's more, how about this? If you or we can do it too, we'll go back through the broadcast. I'm willing to do it. Or if you go back through the broadcast and can prove that your sign actually made the broadcast. And we can clearly see at the Horn ATX, you definitely will win tickets to a future Longhorn basketball game. How about that? Yeah. How about that, crazy sign people? Yo, I'm with that. Hey, I saw a really good sign when Alabama was in town that second week of the season. Yeah. And it said, Bucky, and then had our sticker, the Horn sticker, 
and then it said, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And it had a little picture of <laughs> nice. Kool-Aid. So, there we yeah, go. That was a shout-out to our guy, Bucky Gobble, on B&E every morning from 6 to 10. That's and, awesome. Yeah, we know Buck loves talking that Kool-Aid. I heard him talking it this morning. He's back on it. And how can you not be? I mean, with the opportunity that the Horns have with TCU coming into town, like I said yesterday, and I'll continue to say all week, Ruin some lives. Like, they're on their high horse right now thinking that, oh, man, we can win the national championship first year, Sonny Dykes. That's so whack to me with Gary Patterson here now and all that he put in. Like, Gary Patterson's one of us now. And I saw, you know, we've seen pictures of him in that burnt orange. Still a little weird. It is a little weird still. But he is one of ours now, and we need to have pride in that and not allow something – so ridiculous, like Texas Christian win a national championship or even have a shot. And if the Horns take care of business this weekend, then they won't. Yeah, then no, that big chance to knock them down a peg. And just to write it this way, if you scripted it this way, somebody would have laughed at you in the summertime. I mean, just think of this. Texas will play TCU. Okay. The one in Austin? Yeah. Game day's coming to town. Game day's coming to town. Wow, Texas must be having a great year. Well, Texas is all right. They're pretty good. It's TCU that's having the great year. Wait, wait, wait. What? TCU's having a great year? Yeah, they're undefeated. So Gary Patterson in Burn Orange is trying to help give TCU their first loss of the year. I mean, you that's could crazy when you look at it like you that. Could, yeah. You couldn't script that up if you wanted to, man. That's awesome stuff. So the drama around that part is great. And I just wonder, as Gary Patterson reverse engineers stuff from a defensive standpoint, he has to know, Zay, doesn't he, that if you're going to attack him, you pass. Right? He has to know that if TCU just shows up and runs Miller 35, 40 times, they'll probably lose if that's the idea. But he knows they're going to throw. And he knows they're going to throw a lot. And if Johnston plays, they really have weaponry. What does he do? to get guys in these passing lanes, and to make them more effective. What does he need to do? Yeah, I mean, clearly Quentin Johnston is the vocal point of that wide receiver core, probably the best wide receiver core that this Longhorns defense and secondary is going to face all season long. And But, you know, when you got guys like Tay Barber, number four, he could take the top off. And I think Darius Davis. I love Davis, Barber. Yeah, I, yeah, I dig I, Barber. I think Darius Davis might be the most underrated wide receiver in the nation. Like, he's so fast. And we talked about how we heard Chip Brown and I talked about his punt return slash kick return stats. He has the most in TCU history. That was him last week, right? Yeah, On that the was very, him last week. That, that very the, first yeah, score. Yeah, the very first score yeah. against uh, 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 Texas against Tech. Tech. Like, yeah. he lit them up for that long one. So, Danny Trejo, you got your work cut out for you on trying to get the ball as far as possible and in there uh, – uh, uh, and, you know, in the opposing, uh, your whatever, <laughs> I can't even think right now. But still, like Dan Trail, he has to have a big game and not put the ball in somebody like Darius Davis' hands because he's an absolute issue. Yeah, got to punt away from that dude. Got to stay away from, uh, from Davis in that regard. So those, uh, you know, those parts of the game are really interesting. If you have thoughts on it, Specs text line 337-3776. Somebody says, don't get it twisted, Zay. TCU doesn't have a shot at a natty, undefeated or not. Georgia beats TCU by four touchdowns at least. I'm not sure if I'd agree with all of that, but I'd say Georgia beat them. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if they beat they, them like that. Yeah, I don't think if they actually got in the Final Four that they beat two of re- really good teams that are going to make it in front of them. But I just the fact that they have the opportunity, that's ridiculous. And we talked about animals just a while ago. What the <laughs> hell's a horn frog? Like, come on. You've never seen one? No, I've never seen one. Yeah. I hope to never see one because it looks creepy. Their at- version looks creepy as hell. Like, I ain't trying to have – and the frogs just kind of creep me out too. It's a weird animal. It is. It's like a, It's like an armored frog and a lizard had a baby. I was, I've was. i been around a few of those. Growing, I mean, spending a lot of time out in kind of West Texas and, you know, sort of that area. A lot of Saw a lot of horned toads. Do they bite? Out there. Um – yeah, but it's that's what not the, the first thing you, that I learned about them is when you pick them up, they're immediately starting to pee on you. They're, oh my! They're trying to pee on you right away. I All never right. saw I never saw the blood out of the eyes thing. That's a legend about them that if they're attacking, they can actually spray blood out of their own eyes. Which is why, if you look carefully in Fort Worth, that's why the goal line is red, and that's why they put those red stripes on their helmets. I've never understood the red. There it is. With the purple and all that. They randomly wear them. They wear them a lot when they play the horn, especially in Fort Worth. It's supposedly, if you're fighting... If I'm if I'm an animal fighting with a horn like when when I pick up a horn toad it won't do it I guess because it's really in flight mode there but when it's fighting another animal or trying to defend itself with another animal that's about its size apparently it can do that it can literally spray blood out of its eyes if it wants to so they're they're, they're crazy little creatures but they are little I mean they are truly what they are described horn toad they can you know they got all those little spines all over them and everything they're kind of cool looking but uh what's the psychedelic toad that people be licking oh for the, for the you know I don't know the actual name of that toad I think that's a South American frog okay I think so okay I'm not exactly sure yeah that's a good question if you uh if you've uh, partaken in a psychedelic frog let us know I've had a drink called a psychedelic frog. How was that? It was excellent. It was in Athens uh, when we went to see the A and M Georgia game. That was really good. That was a really good IPA, but it was but it didn't get me quite as psychedelic as the actual frog, probably. Uh, so uh, Texas and TCU. Somebody sent us a great picture, Zay. Of uh, they said one of their favorite signs that somebody saw was at a LSU tailgate last week. Somebody put up a sign that said "Bring goalpost here after game," and mm. then they, then they win the game. Speaking of that, Texas Longhorn fans. We are not charging the field if Texas gets a dub over Texas Christian. We've seen a lot of that. We saw Tennessee do that and stuff, and they beat Bama. They haven't been on the winning side where they want to be since Peyton Manning. So I kind of get it there. You're saying no field rush. Hell no. I would agree. Hell no. This is the University of Texas. We have standards. We're supposed to be beating Texas freaking Christian. What? Here's what's, This is interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because we hadn't talked about that. But there will be a day somewhere in your future as a Longhorn fan where you're going to have to sort of see if there's an SEC matchup that could create it, right? There could be a day when a Bama, a Georgia, somebody comes in, you beat them, and that feeling might take over. I watched my whole life Aggies never rush a field, ever, ever beat Nebraska one year, didn't rush the field. But something happened on that LSU overtime game, and then they beat Bama last year, and they rushed the field both times. But so y'all you're saying like just going to the SEC? I don't know. It feels different. That's what it did for A and M. Now for you guys, it is obviously different. You guys are at a different blue blood status. You are one of those all timers. Yeah, we and, ain't y'all. And you have never been that group. And the famous moment when Texas beat Houston that year, and the dude tried to climb up on the goalpost. 
And the PA announcer said, somebody get that idiot off the goalpost or something to that effect. Longhorn fans tell that one with pride. Wally Pryor telling the dude to get off the goalpost because that's not what Texas does. So I agree with you. Yeah, somebody said on Spec Sex Line, if LSU could do it, then Texas could do it. No, those Baton Rouge people, Cajun folk, that's a different type of group. That's true. And it's different. They got they're still a blue bud, but they still got that Louisiana country bayou thing that was like, yeah. do they have all the sense there? It's no no, it's not even just that. <laughs> it, that's part of it, Zay. Here's the other key ingredient though. Texas fans, think about it. Y'all do not have the kind of issues inside of you for TCU that they have inside of them for Bama. Think of think that through. Yeah. That's about Saban feelings. Bama feelings, national championship feelings. Come on. Everybody understood that. I totally understood that one. You just made a gutsy call to win that game. You're not picked to win that game. Texas is favored to win this game. By seven. By a touchdown. It ain't even like the normal all three yeah. and a half, two and a half. By a damn touchdown. I agree with you. It's basically like a blowout in my mind. I do not think there should be a storming of the field. First things first, Longhorns fans, you got to get there. You got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, somebody, here we go. Text <laughs> line, rush 6th Street, not the field. There you go. There you go. I'm with that. Yeah, somebody texted, never, ever, ever, ever. And uh, I would I would definitely agree. Um, all right, so when people are sending us pictures of the Horn Toads, if you want to see them. Uh, oh, oh. Zay. Yep. Uh, you can check that out. Somebody says, I was at the Bama game. Nobody was even close to rushing the field. This is Texas. We do not do that, S. Exactly. This is te- another one. This is Texas. We don't rush the field ever. We ain't Aggies. See, now <laughs> now a Texas fan can say that. It just started to happen, though, with, with A&M. That was weird. A&M was never that uh, that group, and, uh, and they have now twice with uh, those big wins in the SEC. So we'll see what happens to Texas once they get into that world. But in this world, a Big 12 world where you're trying to get to Jerry world, yeah, I don't think you rush if you beat TCU. But boy, will you be happy that you pulled it off. Longhorns needing to set that tempo early. And here's another thing, Zay. We've talked about TCU and all these leads they've they've you know come back on, all these comeback wins they've had. The two biggest ones were 17 and 18. So can the Longhorns do to them what they just did to Kansas State? Can you lay a three-touchdown deficit on them? Because that's the moment in the game last week where I really thought, okay, Texas has firm control here, and even if they slip, which they did a little bit, you're saying to the other team, three full touchdown drives. To even it up is what you need. Yeah, and one thing that Texas has going for them that TCU doesn't, Texas just had their bye week while TCU had theirs around week two. So they've played eight straight games and Max Duggan, he's not 100%. You can't say Miller's 100%. Clearly, Quentin Johnston, True. he's questionable. We don't know how he's going to be. So all those comeback wins, that takes a lot out of you. And now you're coming into a place where there's a lot of eyes on you. Like like you just said you know, before, Texas game day, they ain't coming for UT. They're coming to see number four, mm-hmm. TCU and Sonny Dykes Ball Club. So... That's a different type of pressure, and it's going to be a tough game for them versus a team that I think in Texas that's treading in the right direction. Yeah, and also, to be fair, go look at the entire college football schedule for this Saturday, and you'll understand why they are here. It's pretty weak. I mean, we're going to be honest, because they they could go to the Grove if they really wanted to, but that's CBS's game at 2.30. 
they've got the ABC game, and it happens that it's all lining up this way. So that's where it was. I just don't think Reese Davis should have should have phrased it that way. He should have said the game is why they're coming. Uh, 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 Reese, say it again. But you like say it. Say it again. Reese, go on and say, you know what, yeah. Texas, we don't even think y'all that good. Just TCU, they're that much better. That's why they're coming, and that's what it is. We'll take that Steve Sarkeesian, run with it like Michael Johnson 98. Here's what you hope happens, too. You need to hope that the entire ESPN game day show, when they do the little cutaway pieces and all that, it's all TCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to see Corso with his slow self put that horn frog on. and Like like 75% TCU stories. Tell us stories about Max Duggan. Tell us stories about Sonny Dykes. Tell us stories about all of that. Push it all that way. Just have all that attention. In fact, here's something for you. ESPN Game Day sent an email to the media about certain rules and regulations and stuff, but also they sent this deal about, hey, we're looking for sound. You know, can you guys help us out? Texas reaches out and says, hey, can you guys help them out with some sound? And so the producer at ESPN wanted some sound. I sent him some sound, some from our show, some from Ball Don't Lie, some from B&E, and some from Light the Tower. And so they said, hey, here's some thought starters. You don't have to stay to this, but just some ideas. Everything was about TCU. <laughs> All of them, Zay. All of them. He, I bet he threw in like six different sort of thought starters, and it was awesome. All TCU. Sonny Dykes in the opportunity, the undefeated thing, the playoff deal, the CFP. And I just kept thinking, oh, wow, this sets up nicely for Texas if it's this vibe. If Texas gets the feeling that, wait, are y'all just talking about them? Is this really all about them? I think Sarkeesian's got a great opportunity this week to build it that way. And the players should, too. He should get, with all of his leaders, Roshan and Coburn and all those dudes. Guys, we're saying this all week. You tell the fellas all week long they don't care about us. You tell them that, you know, Fowler and Herb Street are not here for us. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, clearly the recruiting process, that's on the up and up, and they're starting to get guys in. But this is the last chance you're going to have guys like B. John Robinson and Keandre Coburn and Travondre Sweat. A lot of those guys got NFL aspirations, mm-hmm. especially after this year. So this team, this probably be the most talent that you'll have. I'm not saying next year you won't be talented, but there's going to be a lot of guys leaving that you would like to have back, and you have the opportunity to, starting with this game, win three more games to put yourself in the Big 12 championship situation and in Steve Sarkeesian's second year, how can you not want that? Yeah, you don't exactly. You can't guarantee, even at Texas, you cannot guarantee that a Bijan Roshan running back room happens every year. No, best we, in the nation. You just know it doesn't. So, yeah, you got to take advantage of that. Now, that, that crew coming in, Miller and uh, DeMarco, whoever homeboy's name is, they're right. They're next up. Both of those guys, especially Miller, they're next up. Yeah. On nope. the running back, best running back duo in the Big 12, especially. Good. So De Mercado. De Mercado. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Name. Amari De Mercado. That is a great name. He's got 61 carries and 5.6 a carry so far this year. Uh, Kendra Miller, 153 totes. And uh, we mentioned it. 6.6 a carry. He's got 12 touchdowns on the year. And De Mercado's got four. Texas and TCU, 6.30 kick on Saturday. 2.30 for Longhorn Game Day. Brought to you by Bud Light on Bevo Boulevard. Come 
see us right there by gate two if you don't know where we are. Uh, 3.30 is when Bevo will enter right there on the southwest corner. 4 o'clock is when the team enters right there at the southwest corner. You want to be a part of all of it, and uh, you even get the uh, the concert going third eye blind at 5 o'clock for LCL. We'll keep talking about that throughout the week. Also, Longhorn basketball underway, and the game is tonight with HCU. We've got two pairs of tickets for you to go see Longhorn basketball. Call right now. The number is 447-3776. Let's go callers 7 and 10. We'll each get a pair of tickets to Texas and HCU. Make that call right now. Up next, we will talk a little NFL, including where the best NFL drama can be seen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right now, this is The Horn. Come on. Gotta love this one. Especially if you saw the video a thousand times a day like I did back then. Zay, if I had played this song for you, could you have told me who it was? Not even close. No? No. No Summer of 69 from Brian Adams? 69? I wouldn't even thought of. It was the name of the song. It wasn't released in 69. It was a. It was one of those nostalgic, looking back to the 60s kind of song. Summer of 69. Isn't that Woodstock? Summer of 69 people? is Woodstock, I believe. The okay. Summer of Love is 67, but I do believe Woodstock was 69. We could double check that, but I think you're right. Uh, well done. Brian Adams getting us started today. The Canadian legend himself. I uh, saw him open for the Stones back in the day. It was a good show. One of the biggest challenges ever was opening for the Stones because nobody, like most Stones fans, just don't care that you're there. Yeah. They're just waiting. They're looking at their watches like, really? When are you, when are you done? How many more songs? Let's go. Maybe he used that as motivation to perform well, like the horns are using it as motivation. And Reese Davis said, we're not coming. There it is. For the horns. There we're it coming is. coming for TCU. Ooh, that's got to hurt. That has got to hurt. But great motivation. Hopefully Sark uses it. Hopefully. And by the way, hopefully Gary Patterson figures out a way to use that too. Like stand in front of those guys wearing burnt orange saying, hey, I know what it's like to be them. I know what they are. I know exactly what they are. And they're always fighting and clawing and scratching to try to get attention or whatever. Well, now they've gotten a little bit of it, but this is still this still needs to be about us. Yeah, we heard what Coach McGuire said at Texas Tech when they beat the Horns in that devastating overtime loss where Bijan Robinson fumbled. He said everything comes through Texas Tech, which he was wrong there. But one everything thing runs that through yeah, one thing was Lubbock. That was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But he also said we knew they were going to fold, and we know the model for all of these smaller schools. When you're talking about Texas, they might have four or five star guys, but 
and they can be prima donnas and be entitled. And what the head coach, I want to say Mason, the uh, defensive coordinator for Oklahoma State, the comment that he made after the game where they played against Oklahoma State said, oh, yeah, we got a lot of guys with F-150s out there. We don't got a lot of Ferraris mm. and Lamborghinis and uh-huh. all these other things. Yeah. We're blue collar. Well, look at you now, Coach Gundy and Coach Mason. Huh. Wish y'all had a Ferrari, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And things ain't looking too good now, huh? Huh? So, yeah, that's always going to be the motto against Texas, and they're, everybody's going to use it, and Texas has to use it to their advantage. And say, yeah, we are big time, and what? We come in here and beat your ass anyway. By the way, somebody on the Specs text line has theorized that there is one team that if Texas beat them in Austin, they would rush the field, but they never play them in Austin. OU. Oh, come on, no. I mean, it would be the only one I could think of, but not even that. I don't even think that would do it. If OU was like, no, I mean, Texas, over time, they know what it's like to beat a number one OU team, number three OU team, whatever it is. I don't think it would be enough to get them on the field. No. I don't think it would. Uh, And so I think, ultimately, I agree with you, and I think a lot of Longhorn fans have already let us know that's their feelings on it. They do not want to see something like that. Uh, What they want to see is the win, and they want to see their guys go, you know, sing the eyes of Texas and give the fans the love and then get off the field and get ready for their next game. Texas and TCU, 630 on Saturday. Let's set you up for the rest of our day. Uh, Remember, By the way, did we get winners on those basketball tickets? Yeah, we did. Shout out to Zach. Excellent. All right. Congrats to our winners there. Uh, Texas and HCU tonight. So, ball don't lie. Cranking up at 3. And then you've got um, 7.30, the pregame time, 8 o'clock tip for Texas and HCU. Also, um, because it is Thursday... And because this is the Thursday of a home game, you have your chance to win tickets. You might be interested in that. Do you not have your tickets maybe out there? Ball Don't Lie is at Randall's today. They're at the Brody Lane location. Get out there and see them. There will be four pairs of tickets to Texas TCU given away, and one of the lucky listeners will receive that VIP upgrade. Details at hornfm.com. But get on out there. Thanks to our friends at Randall's, official partner, of Texas Athletics. 7.30 pregame tonight for basketball. 8 o'clock tip. And then Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark talking about the TCU game is after the basketball game tonight. So busy, busy night for us. We'll lead into all the high school football playoffs and more basketball and uh, football as we get into tomorrow as well. We'll keep you updated on all of it. Go to hornfm.com if you miss anything. Right now, let's talk a little NFL And uh, we're going to start with a great reminder that Zay has for me and all of you that enjoy a good hunk of TV drama. Specifically, if you don't root for the Arizona Cardinals. Because if you're a Cardinals fan, I'm guessing, Zay, this show is going to hit a little differently. But I'm thankful that you reminded me today that HBO, for the last couple years, has been messing around with a new idea. And that idea is in-season hard knocks. Let's just go ahead and follow a team around if they'll let us. I can't believe the NFL allows this, by the way. They shouldn't. They should not allow What it. do you mean they shouldn't? They should not allow this to happen. It's too much of a distraction. I, mean, I would never want this out if I'm a coach. Ever. What I would say is you need to do it for all 30-some teams. Okay, now if you do that, we're talking. Now that's a whole nother level. If you want to do that and have it streamed uh, around 32 times, we, yeah. then you, then it's even. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do it for all the teams. Now, I, 
I don't really care about training camp. I don't care about Joe Schmo, at number 80 on the roster, that he has a cute story because his dad played once wow. upon a time in the NFL. I can't you, stand those you, things. You really, the guy. you really are petty because I love those stories. No, what are I, you talking about? I can't stand those stories. See you in Canada. Bye. Oh, like, I don't need to hear that's... that. I want to see what's going on during the regular season. So I like this. Okay. I like the battle for 53, but I could I could watch this too. No. Nah. Especially with these. So you remind me that it's happening. You start showing me a clip that's getting out there, and then we start talking about, well, wait a second. Does this mean they have good footage, extra footage of Kyler walking off the field screaming at Kingsbury? I hope they do, and they they definitely should. I do, too. Because that's what the requirements are for HBO Hard Knocks. You get every little piece, and it's their NFL and HBO slash the Cardinals team. It's their decision if they put it out or not. But, yeah, with all the crazy stuff that's going on in the desert, I mean, how can you not want to watch this series? Kyler, he throws a tipper tantrum almost every game on the sidelines. He's talking about his coach. There's the clip that we watch. He's talking to DeAndre Hopkins. And I haven't seen the first episode, but I've also seen clips of Buda Baker going off on the team in the locker room. Really? Like, about to cry type stuff. Like, I'm tired of this stuff, man. I <laughs> knew we lose it. I love you guys, man. Like, a la Ed Reed when wow. he was at his Miami days. Okay. So, it should get spicy, and it should be very good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it, and... Yeah, I wish it was for all the teams because it's just so interesting to see what goes on behind the scenes of all of these organizations. They are a mess right now, the Arizona Cardinals. They are 3-6 and six at the 3-5 and five Los Angeles Rams this week for a 3 o'clock kick. Of course, around these parts, we're focused in on the Cowboys and Packers. We'll have it for you right here on the Horn. 325 kick, Dallas at Green Bay. We talked a lot about that. The other big game to talk about this week, Zay, is Minnesota-Buffalo and... More and more. Yesterday, late in the show, you said, ooh, kind of leaning maybe towards, are we going to end up picking Minnesota here because of the Josh Allen story? Yesterday, Case Keenum took all the first-team reps. Josh Allen, I did not see him in the frame. I didn't see him in the video that I watched of a little bit of uh, a little bit of practice. So Minnesota at Buffalo. By the time we get to tomorrow and the pick segment, which will be right in this segment tomorrow, are we going to pick the Vikings to win in Buffalo? I'm leaning a little bit Vikings now, and I don't know if it's because the swagger that they got in Minnesota. Like, I love the Kirk Cousins swagger, the chains on them, and he got his shirt off. Dude, on that the plane. was that was pretty cool for I, him. They do that every week. Wow. And think about like how lame Kirk Cousins was. Think about I was just in Minnesota week two. Grandma Pat, That's Grandpa right. Dick. We were watching that week two matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And they were bashing Kirk Cousins because all they've seen up to that point yeah. was an inconsistent Kirk. Yeah, they, they didn't like that. They didn't like that. They, <laughs> they didn't did know not how, like that. With Zimmer gone, they didn't know how it would be with this new coach coming in. And now they're back in Florida now because it's about to get real wintertime, November. But now, hey, they love old Kirk. They're calling him Kirko because he's got swagger now. And it's just something special about that team. They don't have to worry about the Packers as much as they usually do in recent years because Packers clearly aren't up to par on how they usually do in that NFC North. So, yeah, that's Josh Allen injury, the UCF, talking about Tommy John maybe, and then talking about he had this injury back when he was a rookie and he missed four games. Mm. Now he's a little bit older. I don't 
don't know, man. I, I do like the Vikings as of now, but things could change. Yeah, we'll see what happens at practice today. Obviously, a Thursday practice report is always big in the NFL. That is the only winning matchup this week in the NFL, Minnesota and Buffalo. The rest of the schedule has some really nice handle-your-business games, and they would include Tennessee, 5-3. and three. They're hosting Denver. Got to handle your business. Kansas City hosts Jacksonville. Handle your business to go 7-2. and two. How about the Giants at home against Houston? Could they possibly go in there and beat the Giants? I hope so. Go Texans this week. Yeah, uh, I like Houston's running back, Pierce. I he's like really him. good. Yeah. He is good. We talk about Kenneth Walker up in uh, Seattle, and we should with what he's been doing. But, yeah, Pierce down there in the age, he took that rock. He does. Yeah, I know. He's fun to watch. Out of Florida. Yeah. Florida guy. Uh, Miami, 6-3. and three. Handle your business against Cleveland. That's in Miami. they got to get that win. Uh, and then, of course, you, were, you just mentioned the Eagles from earlier in the season. 8-0 and oh, Philly on Monday Night Football hosting a 4-5 and five Washington team. That's some handle your business. I'm interested to see how San Francisco plays on Sunday night. Even at 4-4, four and four, I'll call them a team. That, that's a factor. There's a team that they need to be a factor. If you fall to 4-5 and five here, that's big. They're hosting the Chargers at home. Uh, I think San Francisco's got to get that done. San Francisco, Zay, is 2-0 and against the Rams. They have already beaten Seattle once, and they're about to play um, – they're two back in the division. They have both their games against Arizona coming, and they go to Seattle later on. Yeah, if the playoffs started right now, we would get number two Vikings versus number seven San Francisco. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You think that they want to see them right now? No. 49ers with their revamped offense with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuels about to come back. George like, Kittle's getting over that injury that he ooh, had nope. at the beginning of the year. It just all rides on that. Handsome mofo Jimmy G. That's right. That's a dangerous seven seed right there. (laughs) That would be so dangerous if they end up as a seven seed. A lot of good stuff in the NFL. Week 10, obviously highlighted for us uh, by the Cowboys at the Packers. We will continue to talk about those games. By the way, a little preview of why today matters. Uh, Shout out to the head coach, Mike McCarthy, has a birthday today. We'll get more into that as we roll through the show. Coming up at 1, it is Jeff Howe, Horns 24-7. Longhorn Blitz podcast, Light the Tower. He'll talk to us about some Longhorns. Plus, I'll warn you now, going to have to talk a little pro wrestling. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. i got to ask him about it. He's a big pro wrestling fan like me. Uh, And maybe we'll get Zay some more info on that Montreal Screwjob, and then he'll want to go watch the documentary. Uh, 205, Brian Jones of CBS Sports. Brian has predicted the Longhorns to lose against Oklahoma State and K-State. He's 1-1 in those. We'll see what he thinks of this week's game coming up at 2.05. Up next, though, it is the Crap Bag UFC 281 preview. I am almost certain that the champ is going to lose. But then again, I didn't think she was going to win to start with. This is the Horn. Can you hear me running? Can you hear me calling you? (sighs) Come on now. 
I am so going to miss this one, and you're going to say it, and I'm going to scream. Because it's got kind of a Genesis vibe, but that's not who it is. No. Um, is it a person's name or a band's name? Both. Ooh, both. Both. Um, oh, and here it comes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't have it. Who is it? Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, good Lord. See, Genesis Vibe, Mike and the Mechanics is one of the... There's two of the guys in the band. (laughs) Of course that's who it is. Mike and the Mechanics. Come on, Chad. What are we doing? How can people count on you to be a valid Caucasian music fan if you can't identify Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah, it always disappoints me when I go 80s and you don't get the 80s. Oh, and not just that. That's like about as safe an 80s song as you could do. (laughs) That song's never going to hurt anyone. How did I not know that one? The one where they sing about the the, the dad dying is is great, too. That's an incredible song. Mike and the Mechanics, uh, what's that called? The Living Years? That's a good song. That's a sad. Basically, Mike and the Mechanics... I think I'm right on this. I think it was two-thirds of Genesis. That was Genesis without Phil Collins, and then they threw somebody else into the band. I think that's who Mike and the Mechanics was. All right, uh, Mike and the Mechanics and Brian Adams, dadgummit. I am uh, mad for getting that one. Uh, I'm mad for not getting that one. Isaiah Collier bringing the music as always, bringing the opinions. He's feeling pretty confident about his Longhorns beating TCU. Where are you, Longhorn fans, on that game? We'll see where Jeff Howe is. Horns247.com. He's been breaking it down all week. Can Texas properly defend the middle of the field? He's been all over it this year talking about that's where Texas needs to go on offense, but it is where you can get them on defense. So let's see if they have a plan to stop TCU. Does Jeff think TCU will be able to pick them apart on the middle of the field? We will talk to him about that. Also, you may have just heard the promo. We are changing podcast hosting providers. If you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a lot of other podcast apps, nothing should change for you. But if you do listen directly on SoundCloud, we're moving to Megaphone, and we made it easy for you. Just go to the podcast page at hornfm.com. Click on the top banner or search Horn FM in your favorite podcast app, and uh, we will continue to expand that out for you, get you even more content, and hopefully make it even easier and uh, better for you listening to the pod, listening to the shows on podcasts and also the other podcasts we have. We do appreciate you doing that. All right, uh, it is crap bag time, and there's people punching people. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. All right, brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. You have heard me say plenty of times that I do love a good fight. Specifically, I love a good girl fight. We talked about my favorite fight recently when we were, we talked about the best fight you ever saw in school, and I can still see Tiffany and D'Angelo going after it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Zay, Saturday night we do not get Tiffany and D'Angelo Part 2. If we did, I'd pay money to go see that one. Instead, we get the co-main event of UFC 281, Carla Cookie Monster Esparza. Not a big fan of that name, by the way. Uh, against Zhang Wiley for the 115 belt. Now, Carla is one of my least favorite female fighters. Not because I don't like Carla. Her story is pretty incredible. She seems like a great person. She's got the personality, and the, the story's great. The fighting style bugs me. She just doesn't have a lot of punching power. I couldn't believe she got the belt the first time, and I'm really upset she got it from Rose Nama Yunus the second time. But you know what? The fight was the fight. She won the fight. I disagreed with Rose after the fight. She took your belt, Rose. 
I hope you get to take it back one day, but you weren't active enough. You let that become a boring fight, and nobody can win a boring fight like Carla Esparza. If you allow it to be boring, you will allow her to win. I do not think Carla Esparza keeps her belt. I think Zhang Wiley is going to hit her and hit her again and hit her again, and it's going to get ugly. I think Wiley, once again, will be the champ. The main event, I hope it's interesting. Unfortunately, my favorite nickname of a fighter, maybe ever, and he's got a great name, he's kind of become a boring fighter for a lot of people, and that is Israel, the last stylebender, Adesanya. He's defending his belt against Alex Pereira, who is a really good fighter. A lot of people think he could take the belt here. Israel just has not been throwing exciting fights out there, and I think people have gotten a little not, I don't know, but he's kind of staled for people. I love watching Israel fight. I'm going to watch it on Saturday night, but I, I do want to see an exciting one. I want to see him keep this belt emphatically. I would love to see him do it. I think he's one of the best technical fighters they have, but he just there's something that's not connecting with him right now. Two championship fights to start. Also, if you're a UFC fan, you'll know why this fight is interesting. Dustin Poirier against Michael Chandler at 155. I think that's like number two against number four. If I see the, if I'm seeing the rankings right, so, that's a nice fight. So, have you heard what this fool Israel said in a recent interview with Taylor Rooks? No. What's Israel's last name? How do you pronounce it? Adesanya. Adesanya. Yeah. Israel. I can I can only imagine because when he runs his mouth, it goes everywhere. Yeah, this dude and people say everybody lies to Taylor Rooks. I don't know if it's just because she's super attractive and they're trying to show off. But this fool said that in order to make weight one time early in his career, he was the master of his own domain. Whoa. To make weight and lost like a certain amount of grams and somehow made weight. I've never heard of that as a way to, uh, to make weight. That's a wild part of their world, though, man. They get ultimately, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a big range there. It's a it's a wider range for those heavyweights, but there's ultimately a range that you need to hit, and some of them go through a lot to try to get there. That's the one part of fighting that's the one part of the pre-fight that's always been a little uncomfortable for me when the one, when the, when they're really trying to drop too much weight and you're probably in the wrong weight class at that point because then they just let them gain it all back for the fight. You can be pretty much anything you want on fight night. You just have to hit the weigh-in 24 hours before. It's always been a weird thing to me. It's so strange. But, I mean, ultimately, I, I get the idea. You, want, you, you do not want somebody that's you know 250 pounds fighting a 150-pound per. I get that. I do get that. But sometimes it feels like they could maybe you know standardize that a little more. UFC 281, they are at Madison Square Garden again. That's really cool to Got see. It. Love that. Pre, uh, prelims, actually on ESPN News because of all the football, 7 o'clock, and then main event. ESPN Plus at 9. It's going to time out perfectly because as the Texas game is in, Texas plays at 6.30. My Aggies are at Auburn at 6.30. I got to peek in on that one. I can't oh, I wow. can't. I can't put my Aggies down. I mean, they're my team. I got to, you know. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, you're, you're loyal. I got to check in. I am loyal if nothing else. So then, but about 9.30, 10, 10.30, as those games are ending, that is when the better, these last three fights are happening because uh, the main event starts at 9. So check out UFC 281 if you like on ESPN. Plus, also, I'll say it later, but let's say it now. Happy 59th birthday to the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Uh, If you want to really win a strange bar bet, his old school, I'm not even going to ask if you know, Zay, because it's a school I didn't even know existed until I looked it up. He went to something called Baker College in Kansas. Huh. 
didn't even know right. it was a thing. But he's another one of those coaches that I probably need to kind of apologize to on air because I've made fun of him a little bit, and he's dealt with a lot of weird stuff. The Jerry part of it, the Quinn part of it, the Dak part of it, the Dak got hurt, now you got to deal with Cooper Rush part of it. And ultimately, he stood up in front of his team and his coaches, and he said, we are going to lean on our defense. And God love Mike McCarthy. That's what they're doing, and they're a pretty damn good football team. So I think he needs to get some credit. Yeah, I think Big Mike deserves a lot of credit. I know a lot of people want to give it to Dan Quinn, but Mike McCarthy, he's done his job there. One thing I don't like, I don't like him getting emotional in the presser this week. Come on, Mike. They fired your ass. Yeah, I know. You're but fired. Come, I don't give a damn about your daughters being born there. Don't you have? He was talking about his kids, wasn't Lake he? Tra- Didn't they go to Lake Travers or something? Aren't they Austin Knights? Nah, man. They fired you. They were bo- they were born in Green Bay. Is what you're nah, saying? Nah, nah. This too big of a rivalry for you to be tearing up about Green Bay. They fired you. The quarterback wanted you out. The quarterback that's still there, who's having big time issues himself. Go over there, make it worse for them, mm. and then fly back to the D with a smile on your face and a big tub of ice cream that you probably have after every win. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? You're probably right, but how dare you? Uh, a lot of feelings there. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's feelings this weekend, Gary Patterson's feelings this weekend. Yeah. It's very very complex when yeah. it comes to the Cowboys and Longhorns world. I mean, Sark doesn't let his assistants talk, so we can't see if Gary would cry or not, but I yeah. bet you Gary ain't doing no crying. Let's I hope Gary ain't doing no crying or no, tearing up or feeling some type of way like Big Mike was about the Packers. Yeah, and let's be honest, even if Sark did let his assistants talk, he should not be letting Gary Patterson talk to the media because he's an analyst. You should not let an analyst talk to anybody. Come on now. All right, uh, coming up, your 1 o'clock hour starts with Jeff Howe of Horns247.com, the very latest on the Longhorns, what he's hearing about injuries. Isn't it interesting? TCU's receiving core at the top with injury questions and the Longhorns defensive backs with injury questions. We'll see what Jeff is hearing about that. What's his prediction on the game? And yes, I'm going to have to ask a Montreal Screwjob question because the anniversary just came up and Jeff and I are into pro wrestling. There you go. Full disclosure. This is the Horn.